0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Let's Get Spooky. My name is Tim. I'll be your host for... forever, I hope. Uh, Let's Get Spooky is a podcast about the darker things in life. Sometimes we'll be talking true crime, sometimes we'll be talking paranormal. Um, every now and then maybe we'll spice it up a little, get some creepy pasta, just something to give you some shivers. Um, if I leave you with a little chill down your spine, at any point, I did it right. If not... Uh, maybe I didn't, but I tried. <laughs> uh, that said, uh, let's just go. Let's do it. I'm super amped to be telling our first story ever, and uh, you've been warned, it's interesting, and will probably run a little shorter than uh, I mean to. Sorry. We'll see how it goes from here on. Alright, so, have you ever used a Ouija board? I haven't. Those little boards and the planchette that glides across them have been a focus of American occultism for a long time. Many claim you can use the board to speak to the dead. Others claim it is a portal to the demonic realm. Some see it as nothing more than a fun way to mess with their friends, which is totally what I would do with it if I had one. Um, But what happens when you combine a young girl, a manipulative mother, and the power of the unknown? Not one good thing. Alright, our story starts in 1917. Dorothea Kellenack is 22 years old and answers an ad for a beauty contest. The organizers are looking for the American Venus, someone who meets all the expectations about womanly beauty set forth by the Venus de Milo statue. Dorothea is one of over 50,000 contestants, but in the end, victory is hers. Young Dorothea is selected as the American Venus due to her measurements being the closest match to the Venus de Milo statue that the organizers could find. I imagine there were a lot of very annoyed seamstresses at the time. Uh, The next few months were an absolute whirlwind for Dorothea. She went from a singing stage performer to a woman of some celebrity overnight. People recognized her in the streets. She was being pointed out to children. Women wanted to be her. Men begged her to marry them. But it was Ernest Turley who caught her attention. Ernest was a member of the U.S. Navy. In his pictures, he seems like he would have been a very active character, good looking in his youth, but maybe not the best looking later on, which is funny considering the accolades which his future wife had reached, but uh, he did clearly have some energy that was working to his advantage. Um, Ernest and Dorothea were married in early 1918, now making her Dorothea Turley. Uh, later that year, Dorothea gave birth to their only daughter, Maddie. Uh, in ne- the next year, 1919, she gave birth to another child, David. Uh, they were stayed in Boston, where they were living, for another two years, but in 1921, Ernest moved the family for work to Coronado, California, and they settled in. Uh, by any account, the next 12 years were quiet and family-oriented. Um, No real information that I could find, at least, was available, so I'm just gonna guess everything was okay. Um, Ernest clearly made decent money, and uh, Dorothea's star was falling, but not fallen. Over time, though, she did start to get a little disgruntled about the fact that, well, her star was falling. However, by the time 1933 hit, things had changed for the Turley family. Dorothea was now 38 years old, and things were beginning, well, things, years, were beginning to show, both in her looks and in her health. Uh, While in California, Dorothea had developed asthma. The disease took an unexpected toll on her. In August of that year, the Turleys took the advice of a friend and decided to take an extended vacation to Arizona. Uh, much like the previous rumors of the TB era, Arizona was reported to be better air for asthmatics. Uh, the air was high and dry, as one newspaper column put it, and I believe that was actually a quote from their friend. Uh, luckily or unluckily, Arizona turned out to be just what Dorothy had needed. Uh, just maybe not for her asthma? Uh, within the first few days of their arrival, the family met a local cowboy named Kent Pierce. Uh, Mr. Pierce and Mrs. Turley became very good acquaintances. Uh, Within a few weeks, or as far as we know, it could have been a few days, Dorothea would take to driving her new friend around in the family car, along with her daughter, who is now 15 at this time, and a younger associate of Kent's, I believe 16 years old at that point. Uh, These outings aren't well documented, but at least one article references a few overnight trips, which I'm sure Ernest was um, not super pleased about. Uh, Between September and November of 1933, Dorothea and her daughter Maddie did draw very close. Uh, With the move, uh, they did experience more isolation. They met up and had their associations with their cowboys, and Along with this came the Ouija board. Uh, Before the move, some indeterminate amount of time before, Dorothea had purchased a Ouija board and started practicing using it with her daughter. Uh, Dorothea taught Maddie to use the board and gave her strict instructions that the board would never lie and any commands made by the board must be followed. Uh, The pair would spend most nights together huddled over a small table talking to the spirits. Maddie, young and impressionable, immediately took to the Ouija board, but apparently, so did her mother. Early in their trip, Dorothea had noticed some pictograms in the area. Uh, Curious about what they were, she asked the Ouija board. Uh, The spirits of the board insisted that the pictograms were indicative of a nearby buried treasure. With a location and ideas of wealth swimming in her head, Dorothea set her husband to work. Ernest went down to the local store and purchased plenty of digging equipment and a couple sticks of dynamite. Side note, can you still just buy dynamite? I don't think so, but it'd be kind of cool if you could. Just saying. Um, Also, if it gives you any indication, this is how well off Ernest actually was. They took an extended vacation, and he's buying stuff in the middle of the Depression. Anyways, uh, Ernest spent days digging and blasting away at the spot Dorothea's Ouija board had claimed would have the treasure. But no treasure turned up. Ernest, reportedly, wasn't a happy camper. He was known to be a very patient man, but this was the last straw in what had been kind of a stressful trip. And he blew up and told Dorothea that her board was silly. Uh, When asked later that night, uh, the spirits, communicating through Dorothea's Ouija board so clearly she didn't stop, admitted they had made a mistake. Uh, There would be no treasure for the Turley family. Oh boy, is that true. Uh, Around the same time, Dorothea and Maddie's Ouija sessions took an unexpected turn. According to Maddie, one night while playing, the planchette began to move. The mother and daughter sat on opposite ends of a rough table. Their sparse shack was lit only by a couple of candles. Cold and sweat and eeriness filled the air. Dorothea asked what the spirits wanted. Letter by letter, with excruciating exactness, the spirits demanded that Daddy must die. This same command was given over multiple sessions. Maddie, ever faithful to her mother's instruction and very scared, both of the board and of her mother, began to plan the death of Daddy. Uh, But why must Daddy die? According to Maddie, it was so that her mother could marry her new flame, Kent Pierce. She called him her handsome cowboy. Uh, Dorothea wanted that swaggering cowboy all to herself. Now, as the news articles have it, this revelation maybe shouldn't have been a huge surprise to Maddie. Uh, Reportedly, Dorothea and Ernest had been fighting a lot during this vacation. Um, I wonder why. Dorothea had even made death threats a couple of times. Uh, She also, in just casual conversation, had asked about Ernest's life insurance policies. Ernest, hopefully not suspicious, let her know that he had $5,000 in life insurance. And today's money, 2020 for anybody who is listening in the future, that would be very near $100,000 in today's money. Yeah, Uh, But Maddie never once questioned the validity of validity of her Ouija board sessions and definitely didn't question her mother. On November 18th, a full two months or three months after um, they had moved to Arizona, Maddie was enlisted to help her father with the daily chores. It was David's birthday. I remember him. So he's their second child and he should be 14 right now um, on this day, I suppose. Uh, Dorothea decides she's going to take David to town to go ahead and buy him supplies for his birthday party. Um, Maddie and Ernest, in that case, are going to go do all the chores. Uh, So Maddie and her father set out to do what needs doing. Uh, The family had just acquired a cow, and in addition to that, had been the auditory and olfactory witnesses to a cat-skunk fight under their Arizona mountain shack the night before. Sounds awful. Just just awful. Um, Due to this skunk issue, Ernest insisted his daughter bring along the shotgun he had bought her for the trip. Smart. Smart man. Shoot that skunk. You do not want... Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Ernest and Maddie went out. Uh, they milked the cow and started back. Uh, Ernest was in front and Maddie in the back with her shotgun at the ready. As they walked, the words of the board and Dorothea's desire to marry her cowboy floated in Maddie's mind. She raised her shotgun, lost her nerve, dropped it, picked it back up, and fired. Shotgun pellets ripped through the hip of her father. Another shot rang out, and another several pieces of lead tore into Ernest. He dropped to the ground. Maddie immediately ran to him and apologized. She felt just terrible. As far as her father would ever know, she had made a stupid mistake and dropped the gun where it went off. Her father chastised her for not being careful and sent her off to find a doctor. It would take many hours of surgery and a military-funded flight to try and save Ernest's life. But on December 26th, he died of an infection at a nearby base. Uh, Days before Ernest would die, December 23rd, local law enforcement saw that things weren't adding up. Uh, The doctor, who had removed most of the shotgun pellets, was adamant that they had entered Ernest's body at a downward trajectory. Uh, Maddie's story to both her father and the police indicated that the shotgun went off when it was dropped, which would have given the pellets an upward trajectory uh for anybody who doesn't know trajectory is just the direction the bullets are going right so down if it's from the shoulder up if it's from the ground um it didn't take long for law enforcement to confront maddie with this information like same day and she folded oh god did she fold immediately bawling sobbing mess uh she turned into a little paper football that they could kick down the road as far as they wanted to Maddie told the officers all about moving to Arizona. She told them all about spending time with the Cowboys. She told them all about all the Ouija board sessions where she'd been pressured and pushed to murder her own father. Um, With such a quick confession and being very open about how bad she felt, uh, Maddie pleaded guilty to killing her father on, I believe it was January 17th, 1934. So very quickly, uh, about a month. Um, She was sentenced to six years at a girl's reformatory, and the reformatory, unfortunately, did close. She was sent to a convent for a short time and then was paroled in 1937 at age 18. Dorothea, meanwhile, was convicted of murder and sent to prison in July of 1934. Uh, Maddie's story about the Ouija board had, as far as the prosecution was concerned, been reason for her to be tried. Um, Obviously, as far as the court was concerned, um, there was no spirit speaking through the Ouija board. It was all Dorothea. However, due to the way that the case was handled, uh, the Supreme Court of Arizona would later reverse the decision based on religious discrimination. Um, A new trial period was set, but unfortunately, uh, as the prosecution looked at it, they did not feel that they had enough evidence to try her again. Um, and Dorothea was released uh, Kent Pierce way back in uh, 1934 1933 1934 there uh, was questioned to see if he had any involvement but uh, he denied flatly any illicit relationship with Dorothea and denied that he had any knowledge of the murder and neither Maddie nor Dorothea uh, fingered him ha uh, <laughs> fingered him for the uh crime so police just let him go. Um, for murdering poor Ernest Turley and ruining everybody in that family's lives, um, both Dorothea and Maddie were free as, uh, free as little birds um, by 1938. Um, mother and daughter, as far as anyone knows, never spoke again though. Uh, Maddie was very open about the fact that she felt Dorothea had manipulated her and she was very angry And I don't blame her. Not one iota. And that, friends, is the very brief story of Dorothea Turley and her Ouija board. And I suppose a few cowboy lovers thrown into the mix. (laughs) How crazy is this story, though? Um, I can understand falling out of love. I can understand finding someone new. Um, Convincing your 15-year-old to commit murder through a Ouija board that you told her would never lie to her. Fucking nuts. Fucking nuts. Um, So thank you for listening to this first episode. I hope it was to your liking. Yes, a little short. I do intend for these to run, oh, 45 minutes to an hour rather than 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, If it was something you enjoyed, please feel free to leave a rating and review. I hear that helps. I don't know for sure. I've never really had them before, but I do look forward to seeing what you have to say. Uh, Feel free to subscribe. Uh, There will be more dark content coming your way soon. Uh, If you would like, you are always welcome to email me at letsgetspookypodcast at gmail.com. I'm taking any and all feedback. Uh, In addition to that, I would like to give a huge shout out. And bear with me, it's going to take a second. I somehow lost my web page. That's not going to work. There we go, unknownmissandry.blogspot.com. They actually had a complete listing of the old articles about this case, and I honestly could not have put this together as quickly as I did without that resource. So huge thank you to them. Feel free to check it out, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that's all I've got for you. In the meantime, have a good night. Stay spooky.